I'm ready to get into this. It's going to be, I might, I might be kind of all over the place because there's a lot of thoughts to get together, but I'm going to try and weave a, weave a story here that makes sense. Okay. I am, I'm kicked back, got my legs up, got, got my Snuggie, got a fresh bottle of water. I am ready to have my mind, not blown, but hope, maybe blown and then fondled back together. <laughs> fondled that together. Yeah, it's a pleasurable mind. It's a pleasurable blow if you get which if it gets much. Oh, I see. Of your mind. Mm-hmm. I see. I see. Okay. I'm well, gonna have I'm... a mind blow job. Oh, just gonna my say it. Goodness, I knew you were going there. I was just, I was trying to get past it. But you know what? I respect the pun. You know, I respect all puns in all forms. So I've got to give you credit for it. Um, Thank you. Put that. Chalk that down for one for Nick. Pun. That's one. One. <laughs> One Nick, everybody else zero. Yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, so take it o- take it away. I think I will. I'm excited about this one. I've been teasing this one for a while. Oh, wait, you got to in- hear. Do the intro. What? You forgot to do the intro. I'm, I didn't forget. I'm getting there. I'm getting okay. there. Okay. Okay. Um, episode twenty. We're finally here. I've been teasing it for a while. Some of you guys might have figured out what this one's about. The the only hint I really gave because Nick asked for a hint in a couple episodes back um, was that you know. This is going to be an episode where all eyes are on me, um, and so I'm ready to kind of share what that means. And and some of you guys probably figured it out I, it's not super cryptic, but uh, I have absolutely no idea. Like honestly, well, that's fine. That's fine because you'll you'll learn. Okay. Right. So welcome to the Zeitgeist Podcast. My name is Greg, and my name is Nick. And this episode is about something that is very. Something that's a very passionate topic, I would say. It's one of the bigger things to talk about as a 90s kid or an 80s kid or someone who was alive in the late 90s. Um, It's been talked about for many, many years. It's got a story of conspiracy, corruption, uh, murder, um, blackmail. It's it's quite a story. It's quite a tale. So would you say only 90s kids will remember? Well, and everyone before. Only 90s kids remember... Tricks, tricks. Except they're still tricks are still being sold. Yeah, and they're back in the fruit shapes anyway. So whatever. Are they back in the fruit shapes? Yep. Oh yeah, we talked about that. Yeah, but okay. All right. Uh, I'll just go ahead and get into it. So here's the theory in a nutshell. All right. Nick. Yes. Who were the two preeminent hip hop artists of the 1990s? hip-hop artists was it i i'm not as attuned with hip-hop so i'm going to take a wild guess it was is one of these tupac tupac mm-hmm. is, is this about tupac yes okay, ah, it's, about, okay. it's about tupac okay. okay and the other one was biggie smalls you know the east right. coast yes, west yes, coast yes. rivalry um the uh the bad boy records versus death row records all that stuff. People have been talking about the murder of Tupac and then the following murder of Biggie Smalls. Right. Um, since oh. they happened in the late 90s. And, uh, oh, man, it's a deep, deep rabbit hole. I, For me, working on this theory, I feel like I've, I've, I've got so many tabs open. I'm like the guy, the digital equivalent of the guy with a, with a big cork board with photos and yarn just run around all the room, like trying to put the pieces together. But I think I finally figured out What's going on here? So, well, because you see, that's that's what makes a good theory is when you have to dig around like that because right. to f- to find like good information or other like branching paths, 
and like I will say I have I I have heard that there were conspiracies about this but like I said I'm not big into the hip hop and I'm not big into the hip hop and everything you know like I'm I'm, <laughs> I'm a 25 year old white man and I just it's it, it's not a bad thing I just never got into it so I just never sure. knew about it but I did I did know that there was a lot of conspiracy theories about this but I don't know anything about them as people too much so you're about to get ready to get learned all right. about all this, okay? There's going to be a lot of info. I'm going to try and go through it quickly. I'm going to try and go through, you know, all the all the different patterns here. But the thing to remember is that when the first murder was Tupac's murder, right? When that happened, a lot of people, the first one of the first theories that came from that was that Biggie Smalls had killed Tupac. Okay. Here's my theory. Biggie didn't kill Tupac, but Tupac did kill Biggie. But but Tupac died first. Yes. Let me go ahead and get into it. So I guess the first thing I've got to cover... Ah, there's so many things to cover. But the first thing I'm going to cover is like the theory that everyone's probably heard before and is still kind of talked about is that Tupac's not really dead. Right? Mm-hmm. People have claimed... Uh, we saw Tupac alive in, um, you know, in Venezuela. We saw Tupac alive partying it up um, in Ibiza or like whatever, you know. There's some credence to the theory that Tupac is not really dead. Hmm. So I'm going to I'm going to I'm I'm going to do this. Here let me ask you just for framing this. Should I start with Tupac is alive or should I start with the actual backstory of what happened to to Tupac and all the players that were involved? I'd say start with the backstory because I don't know any of the backstory. Okay, so for the uninitiated, here's here's the the murder of Tupac in a nutshell, right? So there are different things at play, but let me just give you the key players here. There is, of course, Tupac Shakur is um, is one of them. And uh, actually, just really quick, because I thought of it. The reason I started looking into this theory was because a few weeks ago, I saw a news article saying that, um, that in Kentucky, Tupac Shakur had claimed unemployment benefits. And everyone's like, what? Um, turns out, it's just some dude who happens to be named Tupac Shakur lives in Kentucky. Oh my That's God. his real legal name. He was claiming unemployment and they wouldn't give it to him because they thought it was a prank. So oh he had to go God. to court and prove that that's his real name. Because his parents are probably big Tupac fans. Like, well, our last name is Shakur, so let's name our yeah. son Tupac. Exactly. Exactly. And, and that's what made me think like, hmm, but what if? You know, but what if? So here's, here's the, the, the players that are involved. So you've got, obviously we've got Tupac. You've got Biggie Smalls as part of Bad Boy Records on the on the East Coast in New York. You've got Sean Combs, a.k.a. Puffy, a.k.a. Puff Daddy, a.k.a. P. Diddy, the owner of Bad Boy Records. Mm-hmm. You've got Suge Knight, who is the owner of Death Row Records. And then you've got various Crips and Blood uh, affiliations, gang affiliations that are involved as well. All right. So here's, here's essentially what happened. In 1996, a bunch of Crips... Um, came and stole a pendant from a blood who was named Trey Lane. Trevon, Trey Lane. He's not super important, but that's, that's kind of where it started, right? Uh, and then after that, let me, let me just point out that Tupac was a blood. Okay, so okay. that was a big deal. He Did was, he do he was, that thing with his fingers? Oh, probably, I'm sure. There's probably <laughs> pictures out there. So he, he, Trey Lane was robbed by some Crips. They stole a pendant, which seems kind of minor compared to, you know, murder. But anyway... Trey then was with Tupac and Suge Knight at a Mike Tyson fight in Las Vegas. 
uh, two months later. So this was September, I believe, of 96. Um, so after the fight, um, the Death Row group, they left the arena and they saw a, a crip who was, uh, went by the name of, I think it was Baby Something Anderson. I don't remember the full name. It was Anderson was his last name, right? Saw him in the lobby. So Tupac is pissed because Trey got robbed. So Tupac goes up and he says, hey, you from the South? And he punches him in the face, right? He knew he was from the South, but he asked anyway. And he punched him in the face. Then Tupac and Suge and the whole gang, they just basically just kicked the crap out of this kid, this Crip kid, right? Those are the facts, all right? Then after that, that is supposedly when there was a plot to kill Tupac by the Crips, okay? So blah, blah, blah. We go, we go forward and then, you know, they say that, uh, you know, Tupac was in Las Vegas. He was with Suge Knight. They were driving in a car. Um, and then the Crips rolled up on him, pow, pow, shot Tupac. He went to the hospital. He died in the hospital. Okay. Mm-hmm. So that's, a, that's the story there. Here's why I think that's not true. Tupac is still alive. All right. Now I'll get into that. And then I'll get into the whole, all the connections here. So Tupac is still alive. Now what possible reason could I have to think that Tupac is still alive? Well, if you look at the music video, there's a couple different music videos actually, but the music video for To Live and Die in LA, Tupac in the video is wearing a pair of Jordans, which he commonly wore. Jordans, that was a thug thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and these, this particular pair of Jordans was not released until November of 1996. But Tupac died September 13th of 1996. Okay. Interesting, right? Interesting. But to poke a hole in it, and I'm sorry, um, I don't think it'd be uncommon for like a big name like him to get something early, right? Maybe not. Maybe not. But then again, the music video for Toss It Up, which is the lead single from the album that was released by Tupac, posthumously which is after he was dead which is the don caluminati seven day theory album in that video he was wearing penny hardaways that also weren't released until after his death and the video itself wasn't released until after his death which means that tupac to be wearing these shoes in this video for this posthumous album must have been filmed supposedly after september 13th 1996 which is when he died okay but when did the shoes when did those so you said the Jordans and everything were uh, like a couple mo- came out a couple months after, but right. uh, so the, and the, but there was the second pair of something else you said. Right, the other pair was a different pair of shoes. How big um, was the and, time difference on that one? Um, I don't actually know. When were the Penny Hardaways released? I should have known that. Uh, and I'm sorry, like I I I don't want to sound like a dick, but I only but, say because. September to November, I feel like isn't super long, and I feel like they may have given him the shoes to promote them. Maybe so. Maybe right. if the video that, comes out. That's like, very oh, possible. those shoes are so cool! I want to buy some. Well, they're available in November, like kind of thing. Right. No, that's that's very possible. That's possible. But here's the other thing that makes things interesting, and I'll get into more of like you know what what okay where all the connections are. But all right, all right. There's a few there's a few points. So the shoes were just something that was the tip of the iceberg. Made me think like, hmm, that's weird. That's strange. Okay. Mm-hmm. The other thing I, I looked into was in in the the lyrics for his song "To Live and Die in L.A." Tupac mentions that he's kind of under the thumb of Suge Knight. Why is this? Tupac, a few months before his death, 
had been had been bailed out of prison by Suge Knight and Death Row Records, and he owed Suge millions of dollars for the bailout, right? Mm-hmm. So Suge Knight was putting the pressure on Tupac to, hey, you need to release X amount more albums as soon as possible because you owe me. I saved you. I got you out of prison, and you owe me this, right? Tupac's getting a lot of pressure. Tupac is now realizing he's being blackmailed, and there's nothing he can really do about it. So he's got to be he's got to be looking out for himself, right? Mm-hmm. So the theory is that oh, also this is other this is another relevant fact. The night that Tupac died, they were in Las Vegas. Normally, Tupac had security that rode in the car with him, right? Right. And he also had his girlfriend. That night, just before they made the drive, on the very last minute, he asked the security and his girlfriend to ride in the car behind them. No real explanation given. Okay. And then they drove. And then they were shot. And then Tupac went to the hospital. And that's where he died, right? So here's the theory, is that Tupac actually faked his death so that Suge Knight wouldn't have any more power over him. And Suge Knight was the last one to see him in the hospital, right? And Suge Knight has been quoted as saying... That when I left, we were joking around and that dude was doing fine, right? But then supposedly he died right after that. And so what he did is he faked his death so that he wouldn't have to pay back the millions. He wouldn't have to make all these albums for things that he didn't really believe in because he was a man of principle. All his music shows that he would only rap about things he really cared about, stuff Mm -hmm. that was important to him. He didn't want to make just stuff just to make money, right? Although he did make a lot of money. Right. And how did he pull this off is the real question, you know? I mean, you can't just easily fake your own death. It all goes back to Sean Combs and something that Sean Combs had done years earlier. Okay, I know I'm all over the place, but just follow me here as best you can. I got you. I'm keeping up. 1994, there was a shooting at a music studio where Tupac was, was robbed and shot and left for dead. He survived. That shooting was done, and this has been admitted, so these are facts, by a guy named James, James Rosemond, right? Okay. And James Rosemond admitted that he went, and he actually robbed Tupac and the Death Row gang and shot him and left him for dead in 1994. Well, Tupac pulled through, he survived, and, um, and he actually, in, in, the, in his album, the song called Against All Odds, he actually calls him out. And again, this is the album that was released after Tupac died. Um, and he says, promise to pay back Jimmy Henchman in due time. Jimmy Henchman was a nickname for James Rosemond. James Rosemond, guess what he's doing now? Is, is he doing music? No, he was at one point. Huh. But he was sentenced in 2015 to life in prison plus 20 years on the charge of murder for hire. <gasps> and oh. it wasn't for Tupac. Because that's supposedly still an open case. He was, he was charged with four crimes in connection to the death of uh, Lodi Mack, who was a G-Unit affiliate. Um, and that included murder for hire and conspiracy to commit murder. Right? Okay. He allegedly arranged a murder as payback for the assault on his son. And the trial began in 2014. In 2015, he was convicted. So this is, this is not the first time that Jimmy Henchman, as he got the name Jimmy Henchman, had been hired to murder someone. Who Wait, would was, hire him to kill Tupac? Sorry, go ahead. Was his last name really Henchman? No, that was that was his his nickname. Okay, I was like, really? Like, no, no, his name was Rosemond. <laughs> last name was Rosemond. Okay, I I don't know why I missed that. Oh my gosh. Yeah, that's all right. Like I said, I'm all over the place. Who would hire him to kill Tupac, and why? Be- Wait, so because he, 
be, because he ch- shot him before. So no, I know someone hired him in '94 to oh. shoot Tupac, expecting him to kill him, but he didn't. Right. So they don't, but they don't know who hired him. They don't. But here's uh. the here's a theory. Sean Combs, Puff Daddy, P Diddy, owner of Bad Boy Records, which was the same music group that had had um, signed Biggie Smalls in New York and had a constant feud with Suge Knight and Death Row Records, was the one that hired James Rosemont in 94 to kill Tupac. And the reason I think that is because the people that were connected with Tupac's actual murder in 96 claimed that Sean Combs had had put out a hit for Tupac and offered a million dollars to anyone who was willing to take him out. Oh okay? Gosh. So... So that guy jumped, probably jumped on that, right? Yeah, well, James Rosemont wasn't involved oh, in, right. this, okay. in this murder. Okay, okay, okay. okay. Um, gotcha. Although, an interesting tidbit, this <laughs> they went to a Mike Tyson fight. James Rosemont was an event coordinator, and he actually coordinated the first fight, which was Tyson versus, um, uh, who was it? Uh, Lennox Lewis. And it was the first boxing match where the uh, after a million buys on pay-per-view, the boxers split it 50-50, no matter who won. So he was actually someone who um, negotiates and, and worked out those kind of things, but I don't think he was involved. Okay. But the guy, the guy who was involved is a guy named Keffy D, and he, he talks. He talks later. Um, and he's the one that says that Sean Combs had put out a notice that, hey, I'll give a million dollars to anyone who's willing to kill Tupac, right? Mm-hmm. So here's what I think happened. And I know I'm still all over the place. Um, now, you know what, actually, I'm going to back up a little bit because you might still be thinking in your head, Tupac's actually dead. You might still be thinking he never faked his death. If he faked his death, where is he? Why wouldn't he, why would he just stop making music? Music was this man's life. Right. You know, he wouldn't just quit, would he? Wait, wait, uh, I see where you're going. I see where you're going. <laughs> you're right. He wouldn't quit. Uh, okay. I see where you're going. So what happened to Tupac? Well, you might say he's actually still making music. Just not in the way that you think he is. Because remember, this man faked his own death. He can't be found out, right? But he also just can't stop making music. Right. And so here's where we think he went with it. The last album of Tupac that he wrote and released was called The Don Killuminati, right? Which he thought was clever, hyphen The Seven Day Theory. Apparently, the name of that album was kind of not meant to be that way. It was kind of screwed up because uh, Suge Knight and them, they, they kind of rushed it to get it out there once Tupac was dead, right? Because they got to recoup some losses. They got to capitalize on the, the, the press they were getting. So what Tupac really wanted was he wanted the album to be called The Seven Day Theory, but he was renaming himself, rebranding himself as the Don Killuminati, right? Or actually, he was calling himself Machiavelli the Don because the previous album was called Machiavelli. Um, so he was, he was doing this before he died. Yes. This is before he died. Okay. So he was supposed to be Machiavelli of the Don and then the album was going to be Killuminati the seven day theory. Right. And that's true. You, he has, his new stage name was Machiavelli, which was a reference to Machiavelli. Um, you know, the author of the Prince and all that stuff. Um, and then that's, you know, then he died and that all kind of went short. So here's, what's interesting in 2012, a new rapper comes on the scene. This rapper's name is Casanova the Don. 
Okay. okay. And that's interesting enough as it is. It's like, okay, well, you know, it's not super strange, but he's, he's a 23-year-old kid, brand new to the music game. Nobody knows him. Out of nowhere, suddenly he's, he's collaborating with a couple members of Tupac's rap crew called The Outlaws. And he just came out of nowhere. Why are they collaborating with him? It's as if they know him, right? Mm-hmm. He released a song called Mystery, right? And I wish I could play some of it for you. If I could play it on here, I would, but I'm worried about copyright, so I won't. But look up Casanova. It's spelled K-A-S-I-N-O-V-A, oh, I'm, The Don. Yeah, I'm looking him up right now. Yeah, look it up. Listen to Mystery, right? The second you hear this guy's voice... This guy is Tupac. This guy undeniably sounds just like Tupac. Let me share the lyrics here from Mystery, he right? He even has like, I don't know if he's just like playing into the hype at this point. Okay, go, sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. So, so here, here's just some of the lyrics. He says, it's been 16 years, still stuck in a dark cage, living in my mind of that fateful day, 9-7-96, that he got shot. I remember like it was yesterday. I got a lot to say, right? Blah, blah, blah. Skipping down a little bit. Uh, we were in Vegas getting faded in the city of sin. I had a bad feeling that night after a fight at the MGM. Can you feel me? We left the telly on the way to the club. These hoes pulled up right beside us. My adversary steading on a plot my death, squeezing bullets into the name of my chest. I heard the gunshot, but it got weird. Instead of bullets, only smoke appeared. Next thing I know, some man in a suit just standing there. They opened the door, grabbed me by the feet, let my head hit the concrete. It was a nightmare. Blah, blah, blah. The whole song is supposedly saying, Hey, I'm Tupac. This is what happened that night. I'm not really dead. Oh, my God. And if you listen to him, the dude sounds like Tupac. Now, here's the thing. I think here's an, there's another group from, from, I think it was the 90s. It might have been earlier than that. It might have been the 80s. But you know Millie Vanilli? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Millie Vanilli was a group. They were a couple German guys, thick accents, but they were doing American hip-hop and R&B, mostly R&B. They were singers more than rappers. And in their music, they lost their accents completely. They sounded just American. But when they would do interviews and they spoke, they would sound... Obviously, they had heavy, like, German, Western European accents. And people thought that was strange. They were like, what's, what's up with that, you know? Turns out, Millie Vanilli, they were fronting, and they had actual American musicians that did their music for them, and they were just two, like, model-looking dudes to be the front, front men for Millie, Millie Vanilli. Mm-hmm. And who's to say that couldn't happen again? If you look at Casanova the Don's uh, YouTube channel, you'll see a, a, a few clips where he is supposedly rapping in front of a... He's, it's, they're all really low quality. It's just like a phone camera. Um, and the, the audio and the video are always just slightly off. And he's supposedly rapping live on the camera here, right? Okay. But if you look closely, there's some moments where... The words come, but his mouth doesn't move. So like he might close his mouth and then you might hear like an uh or something like that, right? The reason being, Casanova the Don is not the rapper. Tupac Shakur is the rapper and Casanova the Don is his Millie Vanilli. Oh. And I can't, it, it's no, it's not nearly as convincing until you listen to the guy's music. It is Tupac and I'm sure of it. Well, you know what makes me believe this more? Because another thing like that happened recently. So you remember the Pussycat Dolls? Yeah. So it turned so like I think it was like five of them, right? Turns mm-hmm. out, um, only one of them sang, and they just wait. <laughs> really? Yes, this is real. Like they only one of them sang all the parts, because the other ones couldn't sing, and they would like overlap the um, 
they would like have her sing all the parts and they would just put them together. Hmm. And then they would all just go on stage and then they finally were like, yeah, she's actually the talent. We're just like part of the group, but she would like perform all the songs. I don't remember well, which one, it. but that was, a, that's a, that's a thing that's actually real. And also while looking this up, I just saw it back in 2018, Casanova the Dawn released mystery two. He did. It's also very interesting. And there's a mystery three coming. Are you well. serious? Yeah. yeah. Oh, this is, this is literally is blowing my mind. This so, is crazy. so that, that's what convinced me that like, okay, Tupac's out there. He's still making music. Sounds just like him. Um, and, uh, and there's just, there's just no denying that this, this kid, cause listen to the kid talk in interviews. Sounds nothing like he raps, not even close. Right. And mm-hmm. then when he raps supposedly live, you know, for his fans, it's clear that either there's another person in the room behind the camera, Tupac, or it's a recording that he's rapping over, but it's not him. And you can see it, the lips don't match. Mm-hmm. The timing is always off a little bit, and it's always a very low quality video, I think by design. So going back to, to my original statement, because it's kind of a bold statement, I said Biggie didn't kill Tupac, which is true. Tupac's still alive. But Tupac killed Biggie. How? Here's the connection again. It all goes back to Sean P. Diddy Combs, okay? So, here's, here's how the, I believe, everything really went down. I told you about, you know, they stole Trey's pendant. Uh, he came, he beat that kid up, beat Anderson up in the lobby. And then after that, Anderson's uncle, Keffy D, who I don't know if I mentioned, but that's supposedly who was, who was part, of the, part of the group, um, went up there and, uh, and, you know, got his crew together, killed Tupac, right? Here's what I think it was. I think that Trey and Anderson had a conversation, right? Because Trey knew Tupac well. He knew Tupac was in dire straits with Suge Knight breathing down his neck with the blackmail, right? For getting him out of prison. And he also had heard, probably through the grapevine, that Sean Combs is willing to pay a million dollars for Tupac's death, right? Now, obviously, he's too close to this. He can't do it. He's not going to collect a million dollars. He just wants to see Tupac get out of trouble. He goes, talks to Anderson, and he says, now listen, got a proposition for you. What if we can get at Suge Knight and Sean Combs at the same time? Here's what I propose. Tupac's ready to get out of here, right? And you're ready to collect a million dollars. So how about we fake it? And I'm going to say that you stole something from me. We're going to come and beat you up, right? And it'll, we'll, we'll be gentle. It won't be like, you know, you're not going to be in serious danger, but just to give enough precedence so that your crew your uncle keffy d can come and pow pow at tupac right so that's how it worked out keffy d and his crew you know everything played out in the, in the lobby of the mgm grand and they came they shot pow pow and i'm guessing it was blanks either that or they they had found some way to make it seem realistic enough uh for suge knight to believe that it really that he really got shot right then Tupac goes out to the hospital. The other theory is that there was a body double in, in the car, that it wasn't really Tupac, and that's why he didn't want his girlfriend there because she would recognize him. Um, or maybe just because there was gunshots. I don't know. But he did have everyone riding in a separate car. So they, you know, take him to the hospital, and then Tupac dies as soon as Suge Knight leaves, which is interesting. And then, you know, he can't really collect on a dead man. So that's the end of that. Well, turns out Keffy D never saw a dime of Sean Combs' money. He did the job, never got paid for it. And now he he has he has there's this whole interview with him, but he's he's telling everybody about, hey, 
Sean wanted this guy dead, or Puffy wanted this guy dead, and uh, and he never paid me. And if he had paid me, I probably would have stayed strong, and I wouldn't have said anything about it, right? So what happened to Biggie Smalls? I think what had happened was Keffy D and his crew were pissed. They were pissed that. Wait before. Before yeah. you go on to this, um, can you tell me how Biggie Smalls actually died? Oh, it was it was another um, it was a drive by shooting. Okay, in the kind of the same way ish. In, in in essentially the same way, okay. yeah. Um, no one's ever been charged with it. Similarly, nobody's ever been charged with Tupac's death, but that one was a little bit more cut and dry. Um, there is some interesting stuff behind that, though. Like, I guess I shouldn't say it was cut and dry because it was never solved, but it wasn't really pursued quite as much because um, Biggie was killed in L.A. Right. Um, and Tupac was killed in Las Vegas. And LAPD actually tried to cover up the Biggie Smalls murder um, to some Jeez. degree. Um, so, I mean, they, they took they had a couple investigators on the case, but they pulled them off the case before they had like any chance to really find anything out. And I think it's because LAPD didn't want the heat. Because Tupac was from L.A. Right. And they didn't want people thinking that L.A. was just the murder capital of the world. Right? Even though Tupac wasn't killed there, he was a he was an icon there. And that's where Biggie was killed. So right. they kind of covered it up. We don't really know much about Biggie. So that's, that's what gives me this kind of free range to talk about, you know, what did Keffy D do? Um, so I think he was pissed at P. Diddy for not paying up. And he was like, okay, well, that's how it's going to be. I was, I was in this to get your money. I was in this to hurt you. But uh, you know what'll hurt? What if I take out your biggest star? And so then he goes and he gets a group, right? And um, there's another guy involved whose name is Zip. Um, and Zip actually gave Keffy D a 40 caliber Glock, supposedly. This is all in the interview, you know? Um, and so then supposedly Keffy D says the Zip left after that. We don't really know. We don't know who pulled the trigger, who was driving. Keffy D's not going to say because gangster code, you don't talk about that right. stuff. But at, at the opportune moment when they found Biggie available in L.A., no security around him, that's when they took the shot. Shot him, killed him, and uh, Sean Combs lost a lot of money on that. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and they both, uh, Suge Knight and Sean Combs both lost their biggest stars, right? So that's kind of the, the gist of what happened. Tupac didn't, I mean, Biggie didn't kill Tupac. He had nothing to do with it. But inadvertently, Tupac did kill Biggie because he organized this whole thing with the crew, the Crips, um, to get himself out of trouble with Suge Knight. And then it inadvertently happened that because Sean Combs didn't do his part, that they actually went and killed Biggie as well. And now, Biggie's probably really dead. I don't think there's any evidence that he's that he's not. But there's a lot of evidence that Tupac's still alive. And now he's out there masquerading as, uh, as Casanova the Don, still making music because he just couldn't stay away. I mean, this is like, this is so similar because I actually have been, I guess I, it doesn't, we'll kind of go with a theme here. I've been trying, I've been planning um, an Elvis episode too. And it's, oh, good. And I can't tell you how, like almost I, besides the, the, the gang wars and getting shot, but like how I almost very identical these are like and not not in the way they died but like they die but then they're not they, but they fake their death and they continue their career in other ways like it's so it's weirdly similar like elvis has mm. a lot of events 
Uh, I guess I can tease it a little bit. I don't have all the details right in front of me because I've only done, like, light research. But there's, like, basically, like, Elvis died. He, um, but he never actually died. Like, that was a big rumor. And then there was this other artist that came forward that was, like, the same age as what Elvis would be. And he released an album. And I think his name was, like, Tommy something. He sounded just like him. And he even went around saying, like, oh, I'm, I am this like the embodiment of Elvis. Like I am him. Like I have a secret. Like I believe like I have this secret. I can't tell anybody because I've been, I don't, I want to live my life in privacy. Like it's so weird. It's it, it, interesting. Like and then like he just, and then that guy like randomly disappears one day and nobody can find him. And then this other, like, it's so weird. Like, um, but I can go mm. into that in another episode. There's, but, yeah, we'll take an episode for that one. Because like this, because this like the the Casanova the Dawn thing is like so similar to what happened to Elvis. Like they, he has this like, if if it's not exactly him, but like he has a way to pers- continue music. Right, and and it's interesting too that he had he had made his name Machiavelli, right? Mm-hmm. Like that was going to be Tupac's new name. Um, and then, um, and he was even saying Machiavelli the Don for his final album. And uh, if you want to get real, like I didn't, I didn't put too much faith in this part of the theory. But if you want to get real conspiracy with it, if you rearrange the letters of Machiavelli the way that it's spelled, you get the message "Am alive K," the letter K, right? <laughs> so I'm alive K. It's it's either that K is a shortening of okay, or that K is short for. Killuminati, or it's short for Casanova, okay. the Don, and the he was already Machiavelli the Don. K is am alive. K becomes Casanova the Don, and um, you know I didn't put too much into that, but there there are people that there are people that say that. You know, I don't know. It's just it's re- what really what really strikes me is just like how much he sounds like him, and even despite the song Mystery and Mystery Part Two. Where he's like saying like you know this is this is I'm Tupac this is what happened he never actually says I'm Tupac and in many interviews he he denies any kind of relation to Tupac right he always says like no I don't think I'm Tupac I'm nothing like Tupac he did say like you know I can hear it in the studio I sound like it it kind of scares me a little bit how much I sound like him but I'm not trying to be Tupac blah 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 yeah because like I was reading a thing where he's like no he's like my biggest influence was Tupac that's why I made a song about him kind of thing. Right, and and I think that gives it almost even more credence because if this kid was going around being like, "Hey, I'm Tupac," Tupac wouldn't want to be involved with him because Tupac can't let people know that he's still alive because you can't fake your own death. That he'd be charged with conspiracy himself. Like literally, I'm reading the lyrics to Mystery Two. The first line is, "Look, it's all good. I'm still around." That's the first yeah. line. Like, yeah, I know. And then it's like, "Don't even sweat it." He's like. He's like I I haven't been he's like I I haven't been seen but I'm still in the peeping game though. You know what I mean? I'm in the trenches watching everything. Nothing can go past me. It's like it's literally yeah. saying like I'm hiding behind the scenes watching. I'm still here. Mhm. That's so and you weird. Know- I just I just really want to impress it on you. So take a second and I'll cut it out and post, but take a second and just listen to the song on your end so you can just hear the similarity in his voice and think like and try to tell yourself that's not Tupac but like yeah like they look they look super they sound super similar 
Um, it's that that's really weird. <laughs> yeah, but like I know. Uh, also, mystery two that part that says like, "Look, I'm all good. I'm still around." That's all played in reverse on the song. Oh yeah, that's right. I forgot he did that. I mean, at that point, maybe they're kind of playing into the hype a little bit, but I don't know. Uh, they they might be. I mean, it's just it's just so like it's so eerie just how similar he sounds. And I mean, there's a lot more to it. I did a lot more research than I'm sharing with you. I'm kind of giving you highlights. Like if you look into lyrics of various Tupac songs, you can like, you know, see that he was, he was planning something. And um, it's just, it's just very, uh, this is something that's really hotly contested. As I've looked around, I don't think I've seen anybody else talk about the connection he had with Kefi D and killing, um, killing Biggie. Um, because Kefi D was he was doing that interview as part of the investigation for the murder of Biggie Smalls, not the murder of Tupac Shakur. Ooh. So there really is a relation there, and it's very possible that it was all you know played out by that. But um, that's that's kind of I'm I'm sticking to that story. I'm I'm feeling like that's probably um, the most researched one I've ever done, and I I, I dang near convinced myself. Uh, but I guess the question is, what do you guys think? Any any hip hop heads out there? Anybody who are kids from the '90s um, that have a theory on that, or kids from the '80s have a theory on that? Uh, reach out to us on Twitter, Zeitgeist Podcast, mm-hmm. or at Zeitgeist Podcast, or send us an email at um, thezeitgeistpod at gmail Because I really do want to hear what you guys think about it. This is a big one. I'm willing to, to talk a little bit more about it in the future. I've kind of like hit my limit on like what I can say right now because all these things are flying around in my head. Um, but it really, it really, really makes you think, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, because I'm going to end it on this. I just read all of the lyrics to Mystery 2. I don't know if they're playing into the hype or what. This is the last verse. Uh, holy crap. Uh, <laughs> they said, um, so they got me stressing. I'm in the room, and they're asking so many questions. Why am I here? For my, I need it for my own protection. They're telling me lies, and they know damn well they want to keep me in jail. They see me as a threat. And then it goes on and on. And someone's sticking my fingers in my chest. You are pronounced dead. And I'm like, the fuck you said? <laughs> he shook his head, pointed at the TV. I can't believe my eyes. This lady's telling lies. The world's going crazy. The f- telling the fans I died. I died. Before mm-hmm. my first reply, they took me dead in my face, telling me to go hide for my family's sake. Where will I go? Jamaica? Cuba? When we decide... Be sure to we'll be sure to let you know. This yeah, th- I, I don't know since this one came out a few years after the first one. I feel like maybe the hype behind it, they were like, oh, let's make one about like all the that you're not dead, blah blah blah. But like at the same time, I'm like, why do you have to lean so f- hard into it? That's crazy. <laughs> like, wh- and yeah. what is the third one gonna be about? Um, I don't know. I'm not sure. So, I mean, it really could just be playing into the hype. It seems like the thing that people have said as far as like the, the sound of the, the songs and his voice, like they're like, oh, that doesn't sound like Tupac. His voice is too deep, right? It's not that hard to actually go in and just lower the frequency of a voice to make it a little bit deeper. And I think they do that on purpose. So it's not exactly Tupac, but if you take it, if you were to take that sound, and there's a video somebody did that with, if you were to take any of his songs, Casanova's songs, and just alter it just slightly, make it a little bit higher, like his voice a little bit higher, it's it sounds just like... The only difference is the voice is a little bit lower, which is easy to edit. Um, so, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, what 
and kind of like what you said, like, you know, where does he go? Does he go to, to Florida or Cuba or whatever, whatever the line was? Um, there was a 2020 interview with, with Treach, who's another rapper and who's a friend of Tupac. Um, and someone asked the question off the record, supposedly. They said, is Tupac really dead? And he was like, last time I saw him, he was in Cuba, man. Oh, my gosh. And uh, fans are like, wait, what? And so that was circulated. That was a 2010 interview. It was circulated again in 2018. Um, and it, there were images that appear to show Tupac partying with Rihanna, you know, from the last episode, uh, <laughs> at a Cuban bar. And the photos, they look edited. The photos look a little edited. But there are some people that, you know, they take that and be like, oh, that's, that's what happened. You know, he must have gone to Cuba. And the other, like, part of that that kind of gives him some credibility is that uh, his aunt is actually a political activist and former Black Liberation Army member, Asata Shakur. Um, and she was in, she was in political asi- asylum in, uh, in Cuba in 1984 after she fled prison in the States. And so the, the theory is that he went to join his aunt in Cuba because he had family there. Oh, my and, gosh. Uh, yeah, we this, don't really know. We this, don't really know. I do think he's making music behind the you know Milli Vanilli style with Casanova the Don, though. Yeah, because you really did go down the rabbit hole in this one for sure. I, I really didn't. Like and like I said, that's not even everything. Like there's there's more. Well, you know. Well, if you got enough, maybe we can do a part two or something. Maybe I'll I'll, I'll keep on digging um, to see if I can do a part two on that. But I really do. I do. I do want to hear what you guys think. You know, like like what mm-hmm. what do you what do you think about Tupac? You think he's alive? You think Casanova the Don is really Tupac? Do you think Tupac faked his death? Do you think he's really dead? Do you think that Biggie was involved in that plot uh, to get back at at Sean Combs? Um, do you think Suge Knight knows anything about it? Who knows? Lots of questions and a ton of different answers. And while it's still an open case, it'll probably never be solved. So we can we can have fun with it while it's here. All right. So, well, wow, my mind is fried. In a, it was it, it was fondled in the best way, like I like I hoped. <laughs> <sighs> Good. All right. Well, we're gonna sign off. Uh, take a minute. If this episode, if you learned something, it gave you something to chew on or, or look more into, uh, give us a five star rating. Subscribe because we got more where that comes from. Um, and like I said, reach out to us on Twitter or email. If you have any theories, we'll talk about them. Uh, if you have any follow-up to theories we've already talked about, we'll talk about that too. Yep. Uh, you know, we're here for you guys and we want you guys to be entertained and, and we want you to learn something more than anything and we don't want you to trust the government. Yep. Um, never trust them. And never. They're always listening. Always listening. Who are they? You already know. Tupac. You already know. You already know. They're right behind you. Run. Oh, damn. Run. <laughs> All right. Bye. Thank you.